The Republican National Convention got off to a start. Let's just leave it at that for now. There's going to be a West Wing reunion special in time for the election. And we've got actor and climate activist Rain Wilson with us to talk about his show, An Idiot's Guide to Climate Change. The date, August 25th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hello, friends. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. Okay, we have a lot to get to, so it's time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. The Republican National Convention kicked off yesterday, and it was interesting. I will definitely say that it was interesting. We don't have time to go into all of the absolutely wild things that took place over those several hours, but some highlights included a roll call of states that looked to be copying off of the DNC version last week, a video from an alternate reality that pretended that the pandemic was well handled, with all of it kicked off in primetime, with this speech from Turning Point USA director, the somehow 26-year-old Charlie Kirk. Trump was elected to protect our families from the vengeful mob that seeks to destroy our way of life, our neighborhoods, schools, churches, and values. I will say that the Republicans did their best to sprinkle real people among the speakers list, though many of them appeared deliberately chosen to own the libs. It seems as if the Democrats no longer view the government's job as protecting honest citizens from criminals but rather protecting criminals from honest citizens. Not a single person in the out-of-control mob you saw at our house was charged with a crime. That was the lawyer couple who waved guns at Black Lives Matters protesters from the steps of their castle in St. Louis. Their main purpose last night seemed to be fear-mongering about the coming end of the suburbs. These radicals are not content with marching in the streets. They want to walk the halls of Congress. They want to take over. They want power. This is Joe Biden's party. These are the people who will be in charge of your future and the future of your children. They're not satisfied with spreading the chaos and violence into our communities. They want to abolish the suburbs altogether. The RNC saved their greatest hits, though, for the people closest to the president. Donald Trump Jr. spoke last night. Small businesses across America, many of them minority owned, are being torched by mobs. As did his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle. When you are in trouble and need police, don't count on the Democrats. Two speakers worth highlighting, though. Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. People were referring to South Carolina as the beast of the Southeast, which I loved. Everything we did happened in spite of Joe Biden and his old boss. And South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. There are millions of families just like mine all across this nation, full of potential, seeking to live the American dream. And I'm here tonight to tell you that supporting the Republican ticket gives you the best chance. Haley is Indian American, Scott is black, and in their speeches, though still very, very pro-Trump, they at least attempted to describe reality and offer a positive message, unlike basically everyone else. Meanwhile, after a close call from Tropical Storm Marco, the Gulf of Mexico is on high alert for Laura, which will likely be the season's first major hurricane. Marco managed to briefly evolve into a hurricane, but once it hit land early Tuesday morning, the storm system fell apart, leaving just rain and a low-pressure system behind it. But Laura has only been gathering strength in the Gulf, where meteorologists say it's grown into a Category 1 hurricane. By the time it's predicted to make landfall overnight Wednesday going into Thursday, it's likely that the Texas and Louisiana border will be facing a Category 3 storm. 
Laura and Marco are the earliest L and M named Atlantic storms ever. Already this year is on track to be the busiest year for hurricanes since 2005, when Katrina slammed into New Orleans. And finally, a Zoom outage yesterday showed just how much the country is relying on the teleconferencing system for teaching its kids. Yesterday was the first day of school in a bunch of places around the country, and after having gone all in on distance learning, they found themselves unable to do much of anything for the first half of the school day. Users across the U.S. and Europe reported that they were unable to access Zoom, which announced midday that they fixed the problem. Zoom CEO Velchami Sankarlingam sent out a message to users last night saying, quote, We always take very seriously our responsibility to keep you connected, and we know that you are relying on us during this particularly challenging time. We deeply regret this incident and sincerely apologize. I'm personally disappointed that we have let you down, and I'm sorry for any inconvenience this may have caused. I mean, Zoom... Zoom is one of the many things that are wrong in this list of problems. I mean, the, the return to school just not ha- has not been handled properly. And teachers are really struggling, too. It's like, yes, the students with Zoom. I cannot imagine what it's like to be a parent right now trying to send your children to to virtual school from home when you're trying to work and ha- make an income. But you know what? I'm experiencing firsthand what it's like to be on the other side of that as a with teachers. And that's through my dad, who is an elementary school PE coach. And he's really struggling right now. He's a 62 year old man who has been asked to learn technology, editing videos, working, working via zoom. And I think it must be incredibly difficult to be like an elementary school teacher who is with your class all day with your 20 plus students. But for my dad, it's actually different. And in some ways, a little bit harder. He has 35 classes. And they all range from kindergarten to fifth grade with all different curriculums. And he's trying to teach them how to dribble a soccer ball via a computer screen. And I mean, that's an extremely challenging thing. It's it's a very hands-on activity sport education, you know? Right. It's not like he's going to be producing like Zoom yoga videos for the kids. That's not what you do in PE classes in school. And so I can, I am really sorry. That has to suck. Yes, it just, you know, you wish for all teachers out there that they had more resources and extra hands to help them through this. Yeah, absolutely. And and really quickly, though, jumping back to the RNC, I got to go back because I had to mention that one of the most striking things about last night was how even when it wasn't, you know, people whose last name is Trump or directly connected to the president were speaking, it was wild to see how clearly tailored for him as the only like center of power in the party, uh, all of the speeches were everything was tailored around him and his message, which when if you look at the Democrats last week, it, that wasn't the case. Joe Biden was front and center, et cetera. But they spoke to all different elements of the party and all different parts of the party that have power. Like they addressed, you know, minorities. They addressed people of different incomes, people who used to be Republicans, people who are still Republicans. But this if it keeps going like this for the rest of the week, it's all going to be directed at Trump. It is. And, you know, it's Trump's party. He wrote the invite list. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) Okay, Casey, what have you got today? Well, first, a federal judge has entered into the Epic Games and Apple debacle, issuing the first ruling in what will probably be a long legal fight. District Court Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers heard arguments on Monday in Epic's lawsuit against Apple. As a reminder, Epic is suing Apple for monopolistic practices since it takes a 30% cut of all sales on its app store. Apple had removed the hit game Fortnite from its store after Epic went around Apple to charge consumers directly. And at first, it seemed like Gonzalez-Rogers blamed Epic for starting this fight by deliberately provoking Apple. 
But she later was like, oh, OK, but look, Apple, you are absolutely limiting competition by blocking apps from Google or Amazon. In the end, Judge Gonzalez Rogers issued a temporary restraining order saying that Apple could keep Fortnite off its app store. But it can't block the Unreal Engine, which Epic designed and which is used by computer artists working on video games, TV shows and movies. What a fascinating case. Like, I, I got to say, one of the things that I love about this is I, I went and looked at some of the tweets people were sending about it. And it sounds like Gonzalez Rogers, unlike a lot of judges, understands what she's talking about when it comes to <laughs> tech policy. And that's just a ray of sunshine in my mind. No, it truly is. Oh, you know, to like have someone who's knowledgeable about what they're talking about. That is great. <laughs> All right. And in other news, the cast of The West Wing will be gathering for a reunion special to encourage people to vote. The special, whose full title is A West Wing Special to Benefit When We All Vote, will have the main cast come together for a stage version of the season three episode, Hartsfield's Landing. When We All Vote, by the way, is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that aims to increase voter participation. But if you're all Bartletted out from rewatching the show during quarantine, don't worry. There will be some changes to the script. Show creator Aaron Sorkin is reportedly writing new material for the special. Executive producer Tommy Schlamy will also be returning. There hasn't been a date set yet, but the special will air on HBO Max this fall. And according to The Hollywood Reporter, there will be special guests during the show and a message from former First Lady Michelle Obama. Man, The West Wing, I love it so much. I can name like basically every episode in order. I haven't watched it in a while because it's a little cringe to look back on. And yet I am still excited for this. Oh, I'm so excited. Any chance to have Allison Janney back in front of my screen, you know, like that's that's what I want. I want everyone. I love everyone on that show. I know they got Rob Lowe. They got Martin Sheen. Uh, It's an episode where Allison Janney will be working a lot with Dulé Hill, Mm. which is always a delight. Right? You can't tell, but I was doing a little dance shimmy because I love Dooley Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to say, though, also, huge coup for HBO Max. Sorry to Peacock streaming service. Yeah. Interesting that it's not going to Peacock. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we've got Rain Wilson talking with us about climate change. Stay right there. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. The NFL is back, and the NFL app has you covered. 
So get ready for football all season long and just tap into the NFL app. NFL, baby, let's make it happen. Just tap in to watch your local and primetime games all season. Now through Super Bowl 56. For the end zone, touchdown! Get up-to-the-minute news, videos, highlights, stats, and more on all your favorite teams and rookies to watch. Welcome to the NFL. Download to your mobile device today at NFL.com slash mobile or in your app store. Certain restrictions and data rates may apply. Welcome back. When it comes to making people laugh, climate change isn't exactly a huge well to draw from, but it's something we need to be talking about. And one of the funniest people out there is trying to kickstart the conversation in a way that hopefully gets people really thinking. We're joined by Rain Wilson, host of An Idiot's Guide to Climate Change. Good afternoon, Rain. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on your show. Of course. Rain, walk us through the premise. What makes this guide to climate change truly one for the idiots out there? Well, now, hold on a second. This is not for idiots. This is, I'm the idiot. This is, <laughs> I'm the idiot going, <laughs> learning about climate change. This is not the viewer is an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but it does have uh, a certain ring of, of Dwight Schrute, so for the Dwight fans. Um, but listen, first of all, we wanted to make something about climate change that was accessible and fun and approachable, but also had hard science in it. We wanted to reach an audience that wasn't necessarily already in the fold. What, that's one great thing about Soul Pancake, which is the digital media company that I co-founded about 10 or 12 years ago. And that is we have equal parts kind of red state and blue state listeners and viewers. And I think there's a lot of young people that are just generally and genuinely confused about the issue. They might have an uncle who says, well, climate's always been changing you know, that old trope. And they might have other people that I don't trust the sciences. Scientists all want grants from Hillary Clinton. They might have a certain kind of point of view. And then other parts of family or friends might have a different point of view. So young people may not kind of be galvanized behind this issue. So uh, I was essentially a, a slacktivist about this. I would send out a couple of angry tweets a month and kind of read some articles and getting more and more kind of upset about it, but feeling like, well, what can I do? And then I got, fortunately, inter, uh, introduced to Dr. Gail Whiteman and Arctic Base Camp, which is a nonprofit. And they were doing a trip up there and invited me along. And for a super low budget, uh, we decided to make this kind of travelogue mini documentary. Yeah, you mentioned that's kind of a travelogue. So much of the series is you with the camera, with the boom mic, traveling to places like Iceland and Greenland and all filmed before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. What was your favorite part of the experience of putting all this together? Um, well, I loved the fact that it was so low budget and it was run and gun. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm speculating here. I think we spent something like $65,000 on the entirety of the budget. I mean, it was like, it was crazy. I just did the show for Amazon. That was probably the like mustache wig budget for that TV <laughs> show, you know, like, um, and you know, I just was like, let's just flip and do it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get this Osmo pocket cam that, you know, that kind of vloggers use and you can just put it on a little wand and run around and I'm just going to talk into it and, you know, we'll hire a cameraman for when we go to Iceland and Greenland. But other than that, I'm going to do it all myself. It's totally DIY down and dirty. And, um, uh, I was really inspired to, to, to do it that way. And I think, 
ultimately it helps us because it's it's not slick, it's not big budget, there's not a big crew traveling. It just feels kind of like fun and like you're going along on the ride with Rain Wilson as he learns about climate change. You're putting up the sixth and final episode of this documentary series soon. What do you hope that people who have watched it take away from it? Well, uh, a couple of things. Great question. And the final episode is with Greta Thunberg, by the way, you know, who kind of really started this youth movement. And especially, I want to say, a youth movement fronted by young women and girls. And uh, I love the way that young women have taken on this cause and are leading the charge on this all around the globe, everywhere you go. Uh, it's it's really exciting. And we wanted to give, you know, those voices, uh, you know, put them front and center. But uh, the takeaway, listen, it's all about the science, number one. Number two, we can, if we really change course, we can fix this thing. We really can. We can stay below one and a half degrees Celsius, you know, change. Um and if we stick with the Paris agreements, we've got to vote for science. That's super important. And also, most importantly, like day to day, we might kind of like, you might be living in Ohio and be like, oh, wow, you know, summers do seem to be a lot hotter than they were 10 years ago. And those are some crazy ass storms coming around, but it doesn't really like affect you. But when you go to the Arctic and you look at these measurable symptoms of global climate change, they are enormous, especially when you see just Google, you know, glacier loss and, um, and Greenland ice sheet uh, melting loss. And we say at Arctic Base Camp, that nonprofit, you know, what, what happens in the Arctic doesn't stay in the Arctic. Um, the, the changes that are happening up there will, are and will affect us greatly over the coming decades. And the, the Arctic itself is where these symptoms kind of gather and stew and manifest to a much greater extent uh, early on than in other parts of the world. For the people who can't go to the Arctic, like those in Ohio who are seeing these small changes, is there one fact that out of all the things you learned while making the show you think might make people take climate change more seriously? Well, that's a that's an excellent question. I, do, I wish I had a, a more specific answer off the tip of my tongue, but I will say that a lot of times people don't really care about people. You know, there's an earthquake in Pakistan, 100,000 dead. People are like, they yawn, but they see a video of a puppy with one missing a leg who was abused and, and hundreds of thousands of people galvanized to raise money for that puppy. And I will say, if you care about the animals, you got to care about climate change because, and I don't have the facts right in front of me, and maybe I should, but one of the scientists we interviewed was Dr. David Hick, and he is an expert on climate change, but also he's a biologist and a climate biologist and looking at how climate affects these animals. The level of extinction, how it's going to affect the, the food chain, it's a very delicate balance. The animals that live just below freezing and just above freezing, both you know fish and other kind of northern mammals, it's, it's a really delicate balance there. And this is going to put a lot of species at risk, and we're going to see more and more extinctions over time. So that's one thing to really look at for young people. 
In the episode you put up last week, you agreed with a youth activist that a total revolution in how we do things is needed to address climate change. And in the finale of the show, which will premiere on YouTube on September 1st, you have a conversation with Greta Thunberg about what we really need to do now about climate change. No spoilers, but Greta had some stern words for you and for all of us, really. So how did it feel to hear that? Yeah, um... So climate change is an interesting subject because you can look at the science of it and you look at how we fix it. And, you know, if we stop burning coal and we stop eating beef and we greatly reduce, you know, we increase fuel efficiency, let's say, and methane waste that comes out of, you know, fracking and natural gas plants and stuff like that, you, you can do a great, great deal. But there's a much larger conversation, and the larger conversation is just how we, especially in the Western world, but also in the developing world, just how we do everything, you know, just how much we buy and what we buy, and we want we want to just click that button and have Amazon just deliver that thing. We want to be able to have fresh raspberries in January, but they've probably been shipped up on an airplane or on a freighter from from chile or something like that and how we buy how we interact with each other how we interact with the earth has to be greatly rethought for us to really truly live in a harmonic balance with the earth with nature and with our climate so there's a lot of different levels you know if if it's just voting for science that's one thing learning about the science of climate change and you know, making some small changes in your life, you know, getting an electric car, let's say that can be helpful, but there has to be a much larger kind of suite of changes that humanity, the 7 billion of us need to look at. Absolutely true. While we have you to shift topics really quick, uh, last night, Kimberly Guilfoyle spoke at the Republican National Convention. (laughs) When President Trump commanded the defeat of ISIS, took out al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, and paved the way for peace in the Middle East, that beacon started to glow. A lot of people made the comparison to another spirited public speaker. Blood alone moves the wheels of history! For those who somehow don't know, that is your character from The Office, Dwight Schrute, quoting Mussolini. What do you think? Is it a fitting comparison? Yeah, well, I I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, Dwight has inspired a lot of people. You know, um, (laughs) (laughs) he has inspired a lot of people to make changes in their lives and how they do things. And I, I uh, I am certain that Eric and Donald Jr. and Kimberly huddle around and watch episode after episode of The Office, just like the rest of America, and that they were inspired by Dwight winning Salesman of the Year and his amazing speech. So I'm, I'm just happy that people have been moved by the character. <laughs> All right, Rain, we have to ask you. Jennifer Gardner posted on Instagram that she just finished watching The Office with her kids. She cried. Some of your former co-stars like Mindy Kaling and Jenna Fisher posted really kind comments. It was sweet. You didn't comment. So tell us, Rain Wilson, why do you hate Jennifer Gardner? I, I hate Jennifer Garner so much. She seems just so awful. She seems like just a just a grotesque human being. Now, the only reason for that is I, I just try and stay off social media, man. I just really like fair. fair. It just, it's a soul sucking world. And 
I could just be on it all day long and still never keep up. So I try and just go <laughs> days, sometimes even weeks without uh, looking or posting. Uh, so my apologies <laughs> to Ms. Garner. And <laughs> I was, but I did, someone sent me a link and it was really, uh, it was a really beautiful. Uh, and I loved her. Uh, people's emotional connection to the show is, is just fantastic. Well, Rain, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, you can watch An Idiot's Guide to Climate Change on Soul Pancake's YouTube channel. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, between the RNC and the planet dying, it's been a lot today. So we're bringing you another installment of No Bad News. Casey and I each have to bring to the table a story that we saw late that honestly just made us smile. No tricks, no hooks, no, but actually just straight good news from us to your ears. Hayes, ready to start us off? I am. So today I saw that even though wildfires threaten them, the redwood trees in Big Basin Redwood State Park are all okay. Last week, conservationists were worried that the trees, some of which were like 2,000 years old, could have been finally done in for in the face of these fires there in California. But an Associated Press reporter and photographer hiked the Redwood Trail on Monday and confirmed that most of the trees made it, even amongst all the devastation of this year's fires. That includes a tree that's called the Mother of the Forest, which is the best name. And even the ones that were damaged will probably be okay. As the AP explained, the Mother of the Forest used to be 329 feet tall, the tallest tree in the park. After the top broke off in a storm, a new trunk sprouted where the old growth had been. Oh, God bless nature. Nature! <laughs> I've never seen the redwoods, and I really want to at some oh, point. Oh, I have plenty of times. My family didn't really go on, like, you know, if we ever went on vacations, it was it was more just to, like, visit family in different states. But so if we did go on just, like, a family ca- vacation with the four of us, it was up and down the California coast. So uh, I've seen plenty of redwoods. They are as magical as they seem. You try and put your arms around them. You're not even close. You'll never be close to doing it. It is just truly an amazing experience. So it's not one of those <laughs> things where it's like you've seen one redwood, you've seen them all, they get kind of boring. That's no, not the case. it is. It is you go and you just like stand in awe at how tall and big they are. They're so pretty. Oh, that sounds delightful. One day when I feel safe to travel again, that's that's yes. on the, that's on the list. <laughs> okay, my turn. And <laughs> I just want to share with people the magic of Kevin Bacon loving mango. Basically, all you need to know is that the other day on his Instagram, Bacon wanted to show us his morning mango routine and accidentally made an ASMR video because he had to keep his voice down because you know who, aka probably Kira Sedgwick, was still sleeping. And it's just truly amazing. Good morning. I have to keep my voice down because you know I was still asleep. I just wanted to show you my morning mango routine. I'm sorry if you already know this trick. Uh, the 
cutting of the mango, the squeeze of the lime, <laughs> the sprinkling of the coarse sea salt, the mouth-watering bite into the juicy mango. Bless <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Way to, way to like kick things up a notch slash also kind of make the same mango that you can get on the street corner here in New York I know. all the time. He's, he, he is talking about how this is like his like mango routine. It's like he's just putting like lime and, and chili powder on it. It's like, okay, well, we people have been doing that. So, but it's still delicious and amazing. And the most amazing part is that instead of saying refreshing, he said refreshing. Refreshing. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, the one Columbus I will allow right now. Good for you and your morning mango. I, uh, man, I really want mango now and we have none in this house. That's a problem. All right, that's it for today. Join us tomorrow for the latest from the RNC, which will surely be totally normal moving forward. And remember, if your mango isn't refreshing, refreshing, what's even the point? Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. It's time to gear up for the NFL postseason. Yes, sir! Head over to NFLshop.com today for the largest assortment of officially licensed gear. I need it! NFL Shop is your destination for jerseys, T-shirts, headwear, and more. Oh, you're sweet with it! Come back after the game for the best selection of NFL gear anywhere. How you like that, baby? Rep your team pride with styles fit for the whole family. To shop now, go to NFLshop.com. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.